Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Authentic Conversations. I have with me today a good friend, a business colleague, and somebody that has had a now significant impact into my business, which we're going to get into uh, in a little while. Uh, you also may be familiar with him because uh, he was on the podcast. Gosh, it's been quite a while now. I also shared some time on his podcast. Uh, his name is Paul Edwards. Paul is an executive ghostwriter. He's working with thought leaders, influencers, coaches, and quite a few other people, which again, we'll probably talk about. He also hosts the Influencer Networking Secrets podcast. He has a best-selling book by the same name. If you're watching on video, you see it dangling right there. Um, so with all of that, Paul, what up? Hey, Ryan, great to be here. I, I, I so wish sometimes that I had quite the level of enthusiasm and energy that you exude. <laughs> I think I think that's why we go well together. I'm a lot more low, low key, low pitched, and, uh, and it works out pretty well. Yeah, I don't know if my wife would say the same thing all the time, but I'm glad you think so. It's good. <laughs> So since we last talked, uh, and gosh, I, I guess it's it. I mean, not since we last talked uh, together, but on the podcast, uh, some I'd say maybe a decent amount has changed for you in terms of kind of where your business has shaped and your focus has gone. And with that, the fruit seems to just be bursting from the ground and falling from the sky. And so why don't you tell me, us, a little bit about uh, this ghostwriting idea? Because um, I guess I should say from the beginning, you know, a lot of times that gets a, a bad rap, I guess. It's just kind of like, hey, I'm going to outsource some writing overseas uh, to somebody that's just going to put something together so I can put something out there on the internet. Mm -hmm. And um, not only is it uh, being ghostwriting itself, not like that, uh, copywriting, any of that um, necessarily. It can be, but it's not necessarily like that. But you are far from that. So why don't you explain a little bit better than I did what it is you're doing today? And then I want to dig into kind of how that works out and how we're working together and stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, I as a matter of fact, a recent conversation I had with another friend of mine really helped me to connect the dots between my book, which is about influence, right? And ghostwriting, which if you think about it, um, the two are actually very similar, almost the same thing. And so for me, um, my whole life, there's been a couple things that won't leave me alone. Uh, one of them is the mimic, right? So my whole life, I've been able to meet people like you, or especially if they're characters and they have a lot of personality, and I do impressions of them. Right. Hmm. And so um, whenever I meet somebody who has a strong accent, a lot of personality, the first thing that starts that, that occurs to me is how that person delivers what they say. And then I think, I wonder if I could do that. And, and I start <laughs> doing it. Right. So when I was in the military, <clears throat> the guys would always say, Edwards, Edwards, do the impression of the colonel, do the impression of this guy, do, you know, and, and I would do it. 
So there's a chameleon side to it, right? You you basically can put on the mm. the 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 um the voice and the antics, but more importantly, um at this stage of life and especially with the people that I'm serving, it's it's putting on their spirit, their mentality, their the way they look at things, the way they think about things. And that's why I dig so deep into the personal development, professional development, influencer, thought leader, you know, faith-based uh, market. Um, the other side of this, of course, is being a ventriloquist. And so when you are an influencer, you specialize in getting other people to say the same thing about you that you wish you could say about yourself, but it would be mm. egotistical and, and braggadocious if you did. Right. And so I want other people going to um, my target client and saying, Hey, you should, you should hire Edwards as a ghostwriter. He's awesome. Right. Um, it would be, I can't get away with saying that myself, but if other people are saying it about me, right, it, it's the sky's the limit. And so <clears throat> between being a chameleon on one end and a ventriloquist on the other, I'm doing that in print with ghostwriting and I'm doing it in person with influence. Hmm. Right. And so I'm taking what people say and retransmitting it. And then I'm transmitting what I say and other people are retransmitting it for me. <laughs> um, okay. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the best description yet, but it, uh, that I'll ever have, but it's certainly the best one I've had up to this point. And it sounds way better than you just write a bunch of content for people because they can't write for themselves. Well, and 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 I'm going to be honest, right? I, most of my clients have way, way enough talent to write. What they're lacking is time, right? Mm. It's it's not a it's not a treasure. It's not a talent. It's a time issue. They, you know, they they have this in, this enormous volume of knowledge between their ears. And they know I've got to write this book. I've got to get this in a blog every week. I've got to do this, this funnel build out. I've got to, you know, I, I've got to get this letter written for my, for my employees. I've, all kinds of stuff like that. And then, they, and then they look at their calendar and they're like, I don't have two minutes to rub together. So you get a guy who can study, who, is, who can really be a student of your voice and your mannerisms and, and your, your heart and your attitude and, and all that who can reflect it on paper and become you on paper. Um, there's so much more impact and influence and uh, appropriate positive response you can get out of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I definitely appreciate that, you know, that statement. And I'm sure that for many of the people you work with, you know, that's definitely the case. You know, for me personally, <clears throat> I've told so many people that I'm just not, I don't write well. Um, my, I mean, my handwriting's okay, but, um, you know, there, there's something interesting that happens to me. So when I speak it, particularly when I speak it off the cuff or somewhat unprepared, what flows from me naturally, obviously is very comfortable and I can articulate most of the time very well. I can be very clear. I can make my points something happens when I go to put that to paper or to a screen that is just so different. And I, I freeze. It's just, it's so hard 
to get across. You know, maybe I can do that in social blurbs, but even then what I'm doing more often than not is I'm voice to texting the majority of what I want to say and then just yeah. cleaning it up. So I do think that there is a significant gift. I mean, at least what you brought to me in, in, in what, you know, we've worked on uh, over the last year specifically, I mean, you brought so much out in your ability to be able to again, communicate on my behalf, my thoughts, my feelings, my desires, my passions, my audience's needs, my audience's language, my audience's emotion. Like it's just, it's fascinating to me how you do that. And I wish that I could just ask and you could answer, how do you do that? And you're like, well, I do it like this. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and flattered. And I, on the camera here, I'm taking a little bow and I appreciate that. Um, it's a God-given gift, the mimic. It's a God-given gift with the words. It's the way I was raised. My father was obsessed with uh, correct English. He was, he's a Brit, you know, and he's always saying these Yanks don't know how to speak. And, you know, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, used to scold me when I would, when I would, you know, put things out of order or, or not use correct syntax and grammar and all that. But, um, you know, here's the thing, right? Copywriting particularly, but even, but any kind of persuasive writing, what I think is, is, is probably the best asset you can have going into it is actually empathy. It's actually, you are, when I'm typing into this keyboard on, on your behalf or on behalf of anybody that I'm working with, the number one thing, thing I'm thinking is, what is the person on the other end of this who's reading this? Uh. What's it going to mean to them? And, and really, although we're each, each and every one of us is different from each other, we, you know, there's, there are things that we share and then there are things that are unique to us. Mm -hmm. And I find that um, most people have some degree of homogeneity in their audience, meaning there's, there's always outliers. There's always people who come to you from strange directions, but then there's, you know, a good 60 to 70%, maybe on average, I'm just making up a number of people who their, their demographics, their psychographics are fairly common. Mm -hmm. And they tend to have the same kind of problems and they tend to have the same kind of short-term fears and long-term fears. And then they have short-term goals and long-term aspirations. And this is what we're taught in copy, right? We're taught, don't think about pushing a product. Don't think about telling them how brilliant you are. Think about reaching out and saying, hey, I know what your problem is. I've heard that problem before. I've mm -hmm. been through that that struggle before. I know what it's like to be at your age with the demands on your life, feeling like you're going nowhere, feeling stuck. I know what that's. And so I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing an impression of you while I'm writing it, mm -hmm. but I'm speaking to those things that are important to the people that you want to cultivate into your audience and therefore your clients. And so I, I would say as much as the finesse with words and the, the mimic thing is, is are great assets to have the, the best one I have is, is empathy and active listening. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think is so helpful too is, and I guess, I don't want to say this contradicts in some of what you said, you know, I, I get that, you know, uh, we gravitate towards people gravitate towards us that are of like mind, similar life stage, struggle, challenge, desire, one thing that I find challenging, though, is, is I at least seem to attract 
a lot of people that don't buy like I do. And mm. so <clears throat> I'm very black and white. I'm like, just put it out there. Tell me like it is. I don't need all the BS. I don't need to, you know, like you to tell me 17 different ways that this is going to benefit me. Like, let's just get to the point. And so because that's how I like to be sold too, that's how I quote unquote sell too. And that can be a huge disadvantage. Um, and so you again, in some of what you have written for me, which obviously though it's not directly selling something, it's selling the brand, the message, leading them into something else, you bring a different bias um, to the whole conversation, which I think really allows now two types of kind of that approach to communication and drawing into, you know, trying to solve their problems. So I, I do think that there is also a huge benefit to the fact that you're different, um, mm. you know, than me. So I really like that. I, I, I agree. Um, not so much because it's me, but because it's, it's true of any, of any creative endeavor. If there's one person that limits the creativity, but if there's a, if, if there's two or more, it, 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 it 10 X's it automatically or greater, right? Um, it's, it's automatically a, a multiplying factor, not just an addition factor because it's spiritual. And so you, since you can't really put a number on spiritual, you, you just, you just don't know how far that's going to go. And to your point there about, um, the way that you like to be sold to, um, one, one of the best ways I've ever heard this explained is a friend of mine by the name of Brian Ahern. I had him on the on my show one time, and he said, "One person, if you if you ask for the sale today, you won't get it, and another person, if you don't ask for the sale today, you won't get it. And do you know which one you're dealing with, <laughs> right?" And I I always think that to myself. I always say, "Well, there's always a call to action for the people who don't want to wait, but yep. for the people who who want to take their time, let's give them a lot to think about." Let's give yeah. them all the, as many details as we can. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay. Um, I, I, I do want to spend the majority of our time uh, doing something maybe a little bit different than I normally do on podcasts. So normally kind of at the very end of a podcast, you know, we do this kind of throw away of, okay, so tell me how you, you know, people can get a hold of you or work with you. So I actually want to walk through this process now and we've talked about it a little bit, but I know you're not hundred percent prepared for this, but it's natural for you. So it's going to be fine. So um, I, I want to kind of create the scenario and I, and I actually want to learn a little bit more how this all happens anyway. So that's why I'm doing this. So, um, we were introduced to each other. Gosh, now, I mean, it's definitely been probably 18 months since we were introduced to each other through a mutual connection. Um, obviously got to know each other. We found some common ground just in, um, obviously our faith, um, just in desire as a spouse, as a parent, um, as a, community members. So there was a lot of commonality there. Um, but then uh, this year during 2020, uh, we found this opportunity to be able to work together. So I'm a coach uh, and primarily that's how we were going to interact. And I was looking for somebody to help me again, as we've been talking about, articulate my message, broaden that a message, go, go find some new audiences with that message. So that was creating long form content, short firm content that was going to be done and is done through social media posts at times. Um, and 
also, uh, I'm building a course. And so you have been uh, extremely valuable in helping to create content that's plugged into different uh, pieces of that. Uh, I am still to this date an aspiring author, but you've provided some insight into that and will be uh, providing quite a bit more resource to that and writing to that as it gets baked out sometime into the future. So there's all these areas that we are now working together, but when it started or when somebody approaches you for the first time, how does that look? Like when someone says, I just need someone to write for me. I mean, it, do you start there or is it not that simple? Like what does the beginnings of the process look like um, when you did that for me or and ours may be a little bit unique because we had some history, but maybe for somebody else. Yeah, it's um, it varies. And, and the reason I say that is um, everybody has their own degree of preparation to distribute um, content, whether it's, you know, simple things like blogs and social media posts, or you're getting into a, a, you know, a larger project like a funnel or a book or anything like that. So what's changed dramatically in, in the last 20, 30 years is the degree of um, research you can do upfront because of technology and, and what that allows, the information that that allows you to access. So um, as a practical example, I have a client <clears throat> in Australia who um, he has his own marketing team built into his agency. And as a result, when it comes to writing for him, um, I have, a, I have a, a gal on my team who does keyword research. And I, I always offer that because what, what I do for him is blog content. But he said, no, no, I won't need that because I've got my own in-house SEO team. Um, another guy I've spoken to, uh, he wanted me to write a book for him. And I said, okay, well, there's two ways I can do it. I, because I know when, when all is said and done, you don't want a Word doc. You want an actual physical book in your hand with a cover design and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, so, you know, that part of it, I don't do, I'm slowly putting together my own list of people to begin to build that into my agency. But for the time being, I just, I work with partners who do, who strictly do publishing. And so I, you know, that'll, that'll be a question I'll ask them. So it depends on what assets you bring to it, uh, mainly, um, but if somebody were to come and just say, I need to write content and I don't have an SEO, um, I don't have SEO keywords. I don't have any research. I don't have a, my own publishing way of publishing a book. I need help with that. Um, then, you know, then it, it sort of begins a, a, a slow, but deliberate process of interviewing and learning the voice and learning what's the objective here. In other words, before I start sit down and write, you know, even even a twelve hundred word blog for you, right? If if we're going to put that out in 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 the nether worlds of the internet, who's going to read it, and why should they? And what do you want them to do when they're finished reading it? Because um, if we don't, if we're not compelling about that, if we're not paying attention to what people are actually what people what questions people actually are asking. Um, the, <laughs> I, I say this with a little bit of blush on my face. You're going to be like, you know, some of my earlier projects, right? Some of my first <laughs> books that I wrote, it's going to be, it's going to be vanity. It's like vanity metrics, right? It's like having 
it doesn't matter if you get a thousand likes on a post if nobody takes action on it you know um from a from a business perspective if nobody clicks on your offer or buys your course or orders a copy of your book or whatever you're trying to do Okay, so, so hold on there. So there's like seven questions that I want to ask just off of what you said. But one thing towards the end, we'll get back to the other things later. But one of the things that you said there was, um, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's not just about writing a piece of content. It's about, you know, purpose, intention, goal, next steps, desired outcome. So... Uh, I, I think that that's a huge mistake that I see being made everywhere uh, because right now people, either people aren't doing anything um, or they're just doing something. It's like yeah. the early days of websites, which was like, I just need a website. So it validates the fact that I'm real and <laughs> you know, they were garbage and people still do that today. So when, when I think about like those steps for you, how often do you find that your client or prospective client is challenged to answer those questions for themselves? Um, I, I haven't really come across any who are absolutely 100% unprepared, but I will say there are some where before we started working together, there were things that just didn't occur to them as a category when it comes to written communication, right? If they were going, in other words, if they were going to present to a client the product that they sell, oh, they do all the research in the world. Mm. But then they, then it comes to writing, getting your mind, publishing your wisdom, as one of my former, former clients used to say. When it comes to publishing your wisdom, um, if for the purpose of attracting, you know, greater exposure, new clients you know, increasing web traffic, whatever you're trying to accomplish, uh, all of that goes out the window. And there was something you said earlier that I want to, I want to touch back on as sort of a, a, a loose analogy of this, Ryan, that is that you, you noticed of yourself when you are speaking on a stage uh, at, a, at an event and, and you can speak extemporaneously and just, th you know, let her rip, you know, there's nobody better, which I agree. I've seen you speak. What happens in print is you lose all the facials, all the all the body language, all the tonality, and the people are not in the room with you, and so you're creating an entirely different communicative space. Yep. That's why I I often use the example: love him or hate him. You watch President Trump speak at a rally, and then read Art of the Deal. It's not the same. It's the same man. It, one of them is ghostwritten, the other one is him speaking. Hmm. The point is, you can't put how Trump speaks at a rally into a book and expect people to read cover to cover. They're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of funny, I guess, that you, you use him as an analogy when I was going to say this already, even just about myself. But, you know, um, you know, when, when we study to speak, and I do believe that there is a real art to doing this well, we, we really are focused on every word we're going to say and how that's going to land, what our intention is. And so we, we do, to the best of our ability, understanding that we have bias, that we have brain fading moments or right as we're speaking, we do our best to, to communicate in such a way that it lands on the audience as we've intended it to. When it doesn't live we at least have the benefit of seeing it not land the way we thought it was going to and be like, 
you know, in the moment, I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, did I, maybe I didn't say that right. Or maybe I didn't yeah. communicate that the right way. So you're right. I mean, I think that there is such a, uh, an unthought of or unconsidered danger in the written word because it lands and it's out there and there's nothing you can do about it anymore except retract it and it's still there. So, I mean, what you do then uh, on behalf of somebody like me or any of your other clients is you're taking on so much more responsibility in a sense of ensuring that again, with your own wisdom, with your own experience, and then just again, your own positive and even negative bias, you're, you're taking the responsibility to help ensure that it lands in the way that everybody intends it to. Correct. And, 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 and one other thing I would add to that is of course, um, there is a, um, composer arranger uh to borrow a musical term mm. um with finesse to this and so i mean you've seen me do this right there's uh, people write as they speak and so they just sort of you know you you spew out thoughts if uh, trump again is a great example of this he can he can go from one topic to the next like a zigzag right and a lot of people who are really good at the extemporaneous speech can do that, not lose their train of thought, come back to their point, and, and the audience doesn't get lost with that. Mm -hmm. Print is not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> print is sequential. Print is like, okay, I read that paragraph. Now why should I read the next one? Does it tie back mm -hmm. to the last one or not? Um, one of the most fascinating examples, just to, uh, just to um, borrow up from something I learned about the Bible, was the passage where um, Jesus says, um, if your eye is evil, then your whole body will be full of darkness. I had no idea that that was a Hebrew idiom for being tight-fisted with money. Hmm. Because once somebody pointed that out to me, then I could see he was, the, the previous paragraph and the paragraph after it were both about money, hmm. right? And so he's not being and he's, he's, and I realized he was speaking when he said it, but he didn't drop out a sequence. And so it seemed kind of random. And that's why it would throw me off when I read it, even in the Bible, right? You, you're reading it and you're like, okay, there's that about money. And now we're talking about glaring at people or giving them a frown. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about, we're still talking about money. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's a, especially in print, there is, there is a desire in the human chasing after equilibrium and balance and sequence and order and natural logic to an extent that that is going to be present in the written word. And when it's not, or when we're vague or rambling or go bouncing from one topic to the next, people just get lost and they stop reading. Yeah. Okay. So what, what then does it look like for you to start learning somebody else's voice and, and just so you kind of know where i i, I kind of want to go is i'd love to gain an understanding for learning somebody else's voice then learning their audience uh and then we'll talk about outcome or intention and outcome afterwards so kind of first so how how do you do that like i mean obviously i'm not asking for like the kimono to open up or something, but you know, how, how do you go about working with somebody to, to learn enough about them to write in such a way that it sounds like them, not dishonestly, but you know, to, to make it sound like, you know, it's, it's them speaking. 
Yeah, it's um, this is something that for those of you who only value the short-term relationship is not a good idea because it takes time, right? And so one of the things that you'll see me doing if you, uh, especially if you work with me as a ghostwriter is whether we're on the phone or whether we're on a, on a Zoom call like this, you're going to hear my keyboard tapping. And that's not me checking Facebook or, you know, <laughs> responding to emails, right? I that, knew it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's me being a stenographer, right? Um, the more you have to say, the more I have to work with. Hmm. But uh, in a recent, a very recent example, I'll go back to that same Australian client. The last call we had, he was very scatterbrained, not, not in a negative way. He was just, he'd had some circumstances that really bowled him over. And so he had a lot to say, but he couldn't say it sequentially. He couldn't hmm. think of how it all tied together. It was, it was stream of consciousness. Hmm. And I just took notes on everything he said. And I said, let me, give me a little bit longer than we usually do for this. Cause usually I turn it around to him in about two or three days. I said, give me until next week. I'm just going to read it a couple of times. So I kept reading it and I kept thinking about it. And then all of a sudden I, I could see the progression of it. And I could see how to, how to synthesize it so that it's a persuasive blog that tells people, here's what you need to know. Here's why you need to know it. And here's how you do it. And if you need help, give me a call here. Right. Um, and all of a sudden, right, oftentimes what comes out of these calls, right, as I'm sitting there taking notes, I'm writing down everything you say, I'm being like a court stenographer. You're not saying it in order. You're not even necessarily thinking how to, how to do that. You're just saying, this is what's on my mind. And this is, this is, and I say, okay, well, tell me a story about that. Okay. Okay. Well, here's a story. Okay. And then, and then very often it, it, then I become more like a therapist. I start asking questions like, how did that make you feel? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, because again, I don't just want to channel your intellectual knowledge. I also want to cha channel your fervor, right. Your yeah. passion for the subject. And so I watch for those cues. I watch when the person becomes more animated, when they really start to emphasize something like this was really important. This is the lesson, the man, this changed everything, this moment, right? Um, you know, so much of what we've been able to, to work on with you has, has come out of those, you know, tr uh, tumultuous events in Las Vegas and the, uh, the you know, the crisis that you went through um, of, you know, wondering, I mean, what, what am I here for? What, what, you know, who am I? And, and, and going through this journey of discovery, that's, that's, that's gripping emotional stuff. And you, you put, you add layers of detail to that and people are going to be drawn to it. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. Okay. So then to my second question then, so it's nearly equally as important if you're going <clears> to <throat> write for somebody with somebody that you're going to learn about where it's landing and why it's landing and how it's landing. So then what is that side of things? I mean, is there a process that you follow? Is it still just more about asking questions? I mean, how, how, how are you learning that? Well, so, uh, you know, it, it, rain, it runs the gamut, um, <clears throat> but a good part um, for most of the clients I've worked with is that somewhere on the internet, there are, those people are gathering and they're already telling you mm. what their biggest problems, complaints, pain points, frustrations, fears, ir irritations, 
uh, you know, well, when I wonder about this kind of questions, you know, they're, they're, they're telling you, it, this is what makes it so wonderful in, in the, the time and the era we live in is that, you know, you used to have to do this through copious sessions of focus groups. And I'm not saying that focus groups aren't a great thing. I mean, I'm sure they are. Um, but if you don't necessarily need to do them, if you can find out from digital focus groups that are in everyday forums, what people's what people are, are talking about on that topic. Um, you can just begin to answer a lot of those questions directly. Um, not like, you know, Q, this is what you said in a forum, A, this is my answer, but it's, but in the, in the natural flow mm -hmm. of the chapter of this book or the, this blog deals specifically with that. So very often, um, one of the the young the young lady on my team, I'll dispatch her to go and dig it. She's really good at research, so she'll dig into those forums and she'll come back with a list of here's a a whole bunch of topics and here's the subtopics, here's the questions they were asking, and I'm like, shoot, <laughs> this is easy because on the other side, I've been interviewing the client, and he's mm. been saying this is what I think about this, and this is how you solve this problem, and it's it's mix and match, right? It's like, do, do we address this? Yes, we do. Here's that. Okay, put those two together. Here's the chapter it goes in, right? I create this outline. There's this entire sequence, and I started writing this book for a client, um, and I got through, I and not a, not finalized, but I was literally like, I got through three chapters rough draft in one week. Wow. And I mean, the, the length, the, the, you know, the substance, the order, it's, it's, I was, I was sitting here thinking, I'm, I'm literally making this look easy. And mainly not because of me, right? <laughs> it's mainly because the client I'm dealing with, the research, uh, the, the young lady I have on my team who does this research, and she finds the questions, he has the answers, we put them together, it's, it's magic. Um, mm. So yeah, you know, it's just, it, it can be more complicated than that. But I find that with, with um, <clears throat> because of the avatar that I'm looking for, again, is, is talking about, is teaching people how to get better, right? Personally, professionally, relationally, spiritually. I swim in that stuff, right? I live in masterminds. I live in, in coaching. I live in discipleship. So I, I also have a great degree of fluency with the language already. I don't go and try to speak or write for stuff that, that I have no clue what's going on, right? I, I, have no, I have no ability to project myself into that situation and say, how would I feel and what would I want to hear if I was the audience in that particular uh, set of circumstances? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, oddly enough, I didn't considered that at the beginning, but I think that that's such a big part of it. And the strength that you bring is it's already something about, it's already an area that you're spending a lot of time in, that you're passionate about, that you study on your own, you participate in. So it's not as though you're trying to learn, you know, rocket programming uh, and then, you know, find a way to write about that. So I think that that's really valuable too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Something else that this, as you're saying all this, you know, something that just comes to mind uh, is the added value in going through this initial engagement and then working with you uh, is that beyond, you know, just getting somebody to write on my behalf, uh, you are asking questions that a lot of entrepreneurs, that a lot of business leaders, um, th they really haven't asked 
you know, they, they, they kind of have an idea of the problem they're trying to solve based upon the solution that they're providing. They know, you know, what, what they're passionate about, but you're helping them to really put to paper uh, um, what it is, that, like the key components to them communicating, uh, crafting the message, communicating it, um, capturing that audience and drawing them in to want to take some sort of action. So I just think that that's a whole un, kind of um, unintended benefit uh, that they get by engaging somebody like you. And they don't get that. I think that, that what's big too is you don't get that by hiring the uh, copywriter on Upwork to write a blog post on your behalf, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I never want to say never because I, you know, you could find somebody like that on Upwork, but I think it would take you a lot longer. And yeah. again, the, the issue for, for most of the people I work with is not the talent and it's not the money, it's the time they're already behind on their schedule. Now, um, to, answer the, to, to answer the question more directly, um, the curiosity and the inquisitiveness is, uh, I wish it were an in, an, uh, a uh, built-in feature with me, but it's actually the process of a life poorly lived for you know, the, the first 20 or 30 years of being um, just, uh, just far too self-absorved um, is the way I would describe it. Um, and networking as an insurance agent, which is what I did prior to um, getting into ghostwriting, really forced me to stop paying so much attention to myself. <laughs> because, right, who wants to talk about insurance? Nobody. Right. And so I had to find out, I had to figure out, well, if I can't, you know, if I'm going to come across like Ned Ryerson, every time I try and do my job, um, I've got to, I don't want to be that man. Right. I, I've got to be, I've got to find something different <clears throat> that people are actually interested in talking about. And so the first clue was that everybody I was talking to was a business owner and all business owners want to improve marketing sales and, you know, operations and all their facets of their business. And so I, I chose to focus on building relationships and learning better marketing techniques and all that kind of stuff. And so I never, ever talked about insurance. It was always about what was primarily of interest to the business owner. And even though I was very primitive at it in those days and, and still wrestling with a lot of issues and still going through my own crisis, it left a lasting impression. I, I would never again try to make whatever I offered to the market all about, you know, just buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my, I wasn't going to do that. And, um, and, and it's paid off because I've gone so deep into forcing myself out of that self-absorbed self-centered way of life and i've and 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 i've emphasized so much every time i'm going into a call i'm like okay how do i make this about the other person how do i stay uh how do i balance it out so i'm at least spending 50 or more percent of the time asking them about themselves right no matter how much i might want to feel get something off my chest or talk about myself nope time will come for that I've got people I can go to about that. This is business and business is about other people interacting with mm. me. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a mindset and a way of life. And, and that is different, right? You're not, you can't, even if people like that are on Fiverr and I bet they are, 
how do you find that? Yeah. Right? How, how do you, how do you, they don't put that on their profile. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think that that, again, you know, it just, it, that's how it worked out for us working together. But I think that the, the greatest benefit to building business relationships come after there has been a, some sort of season of, you know, trust building, which is, I got to know who you are. I get to like you. We, we develop some trust based upon commonality, or maybe it is testing a little bit of the business world. Um, and, and then it just becomes so fluid because you, you really want what's best for one another. You're really intending to help that other person out. You know, that as a result of that, you know, you're going to flourish as well. And so I, I think that, um, you know, that's something that people really need to consider is, is focusing on developing those relationships um, far before they just try and go in there and sell somebody something. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who are still doing that the old way. It didn't work for me before the new way came along. It still doesn't work for me today. So I choose to go the slow, slow and steady route. Um, and, uh, and, and the beauty part is, you know, once you, once you discover what the marketplace is already asking for, see, my mistake going into entrepreneurship was I tried to come out with the idea first. And I learned this mm. from a client of mine, Tom Gaddis. He said, no, 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 you find the market first, then you give them the idea. Right. So uh, when I started going, to, um, when I started my membership with iron sharpens iron with Aaron Walker, um, that was the, one of the first things he said to me is, look, you've got this skill with writing. I know because I have you on my team as my writer. I know you can do it. And I know the market's hungry for it. So why don't you offer that? And as soon as, as, soon as he told me that, everything started to click. And before I knew it, I had a business. And so, um, you, you know, I am getting old. Tell me your question again. <laughs> it just uh, totally slipped my mind. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I, it's good. You know, I mean, I, I was talking about, you know, building and developing those relationships, you know, that turn into this, you know, fruitful business opportunity. Um, yes. So, so one other thing along those lines. So, you know, um, you kind of come alongside uh, somebody uh, to, to write for them Um how much influence do you have or desire to have in helping to kind of direct or drive some of that message? Great question. Um, I love the saying of my friend, Greg Lewis. Um, he's the CEO of the Tennessee Center for Family Business. I've written some content for him and he said, I'll, I'll do my best Greg Lewis impression. I want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Right. And that's... <laughs> So uh, to answer the question, I want to have as little or as much uh, as the client is comfortable with. But I will say this, I was meditating on this recently. So you talk about an obscure passage of scripture that nobody would really pay much attention to is Romans chapter 16, verse 22. I, Tertius, who wrote this letter on behalf of Paul, greet you. That's all it says. And unless you're both an amateur theologian and a ghostwriter, you pay no attention to that line. Well, the problem is I'm an amateur theologian and a ghostwriter. <laughs> so Tertius ghost wrote the letter, which also turns out to be the word of God. So he's ghostwriting not only for Paul the apostle, but also for God himself. 
And I had to, I had to meditate on that line and say, I know he's just, you know, tossing in a greeting. But the question remains, God is essentially communicating through the third person here, right? And if God is comfortable using ghostwriters, not one, but two ghostwriters, one is dictating it, the other one's actually writing out the pen. He's obviously comfortable and thinks there's great merit in allowing it to go through the filter of a certain human personality. And as you and I covered, I think, I don't know if we said this before we got on or after we got on, but creativity is, is exponentially multiplied when there's a, at least two or more human beings involved. Mm-hmm. So I just offer that, you know, if, if you really have a core message and you, you, know, you know it backwards and forwards, and you just need someone to, you know, compo- to be more like an arranger, I can do that. But if you have a lot of really good wisdom and knowledge accumulated, but you're not really sure how to phrase it, I can do that too, right? I can help you write the sheet music for it um, and then arrange it for you. I'm just going to hum, I'm just going to hum something and then you're just going to write it out. That's right. It's going to be, you know, I got the, I got the treble clef ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. I, I, so again, I mean, you know, I, I think that, you know, part of the goal of this conversation was maybe just uh, subvertly um, removing the stigma uh, around having people to help you do something like this, because I think there are people that feel that. I mean, I was one of them for a long time and I still am very protective of my brand, my name, my voice. Not that it's uh, not because it's, the best thing in the world, but because it's mine. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't want that distorted. Um, So I think, you know, sometimes it's because of that. Um, I I also wanted to just open up the idea to people. And I really appreciated what you said. I think you said it early on, but definitely at the end there about just the effectiveness of utilizing somebody like you uh, to do so much of this for, um, you know, it could be the busy entrepreneur, the busy business owner, or it could be just the one that's performing at a very high level. I mean, that's the one that I interact with a lot, which, you know, they want to continue to do more. They just can't. And few, if any of them that I know of have a full-time writer on their team. That's just typically not a realistic body to fill unless you're a massive organization. And then even then, they typically don't do that. So, you know, I I want people to hear that. Um, Again, if you're listening to this podcast, you know me well enough to know that I'm not going to endorse anybody or anything that I don't deeply believe in. And Paul, I mean, you've been just so helpful in, um, again, helping me to put to word what often goes around in my head, even when I don't know that I'm thinking it. And that doesn't mean that, I think it's also important to say, like, it doesn't also, you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't times that you write something and I'm like, nope, not like that. And then we change it. It's not because, again, I'm the expert, you are, but I'm, you know, it's, it's the way I would want to say it. And so maybe, you know, maybe things line up differently. So I want people to hear that too. Um, And then I think lastly is, you know, 
I, I think that something that I wasn't even intending for, but you've said, and then I've kind of said a couple of times, it's like, I think the importance of really um, uh, staying in the lane that drives us, that we're passionate about. I mean, when you were saying that, you know, this is where you're already spending your time, both with the people um, and, 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 and kind of watching them do it, you being invested into these things yourself, you being passionate about it, it just it seems to make so much sense. So if weirdly somebody listens to this and they have no intention at all of ever um, utilizing you or somebody else, maybe all they really need to hear is stay in your lane, know your lane, stay in your lane and love that lane uh, because there's just so much fruit that naturally comes out of it that I think that people miss when they try and force uh, themselves into another area that they really aren't supposed to be in in the first place. I love that you bring that up, um, particularly the, the the thing about um, do I, you know, are there tweaks that you sometimes have to make with what I turn in? Because that's that's part of the expectation, right? I'm not going to get it a bullseye every time. Um, what I am going to do is, you know, 95% of the work, right, which saves you nearly 100% wow. of the time. You know, to be able to to be able to to say, I, I need a blog about this, and two days later, you haven't done anything, and there it is, right? And all mm -hmm. you got to do is change a couple of little bits and pieces here that you're like, yeah, I don't really like that, but that the rest of it's good. Um, I've heard it time and time again. My clients are just like, you know, it's it's like getting a huge chunk of my life back, right? Yeah. Um, the the other thing, yeah, the the swimming in the culture of um, authenticity, vulnerability, transparency, um, brotherhood, you know, uh, masterminds, coaching, personal, professional development. Um, I liken it to uh, understanding a certain dialect. Um, you know, when, when my wife starts talking about what she does, I get lost in seconds. <laughs> Because she's a senior software engineering manager, right? She talks about all this techno babble stuff, and I'm just like, I, I don't get it at all, you know. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is when she starts to talk about concepts like agile, right? When she starts to talk about um, scrums and stuff like that, now that's an overlap because that's not dealing. I mean, it is a techno technological thing in some respects, but it's mainly dealing with people. Mm. And that's what we're in the business of. So then she and I have a lot to talk about. So I would just, I would, I would add uh, a, a hearty agreement to that. Say, look, you know, where you light up and really get involved in the conversation and you love this content and you're eating it up and you can't wait to talk about it again and all that, that's cueing you into the way you're made. Mm -hmm. That's telling you what, a, a big part of your identity, what you were created for. And for me, um, personal and professional development, I mean, every single time I have other people helping me do what I can't do for myself, I get better. And you, you can see it from the inside to the outside. I lose weight. I'm in great shape. I'm, I have more energy and I have a lot of vitality. And every time I try to live in isolation, I get fat, out of shape, lazy, angry, bitter, sarcastic, you know, on and on and on. So I'm not going back to that. Uh, and, yeah. and as a result, I swim in this stuff. I drink the Kool-Aid every day of my life, right? I'm in, I'm in two, 
two or three different coaching programs right now. And I'm in the mastermind and I'm, and I'm writing content for masterminds and I'm writing content for coaches and I'm writing content for executives. And, and, um, it's, it's, it's just what I do. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, I, I think on that note, you know, my final, again, not, um, my final affirmation really is just that, you know, every time that I interact with you, and I, and I think this is why we've worked so well together and just continue to develop a, a friendship is that I always feel so encouraged uh, and just uh, uplifted by, you know, not just what you say, but the way you say it and the way you mean it. Uh, which is so important to me. And so I appreciate that in you. And then the fact that you have now so significantly benefited my business, um, some of which people have been able to see, so much of which people have not yet because it's all waiting for this big, massive hoorah uh, in early 2021. Um, But I just, I can't thank you enough for that. And I really firmly believe that if anybody is looking to multiply their voice into the marketplace um, through way of the written word, short form, long form, social, scripting for something, funnels, you want to write a book. Like if you do not at least, at least have a conversation with Paul, I, I just can't say anything other than you are just a fool because um, he's just impacted me in ways that I can't even tell you until he does the same thing for you. So thanks, Paul. I just, I do appreciate you so much. Likewise, right. It's, it's such an honor to work uh, with fine men of God like you um, and, and all of the, uh, all of the risks you take um, in your profession uh, through pastoring a church. Um, you know, the, I, I, I think we've, I think we, uh, we tend to think because we, again, because we swim in that kind of culture, that that's just how most people are, but it's not. Um, Rabbi Lappin has this saying, happy warriors. And it's not because we're out, you know, shooting guns and killing people point blank. It's because every day we get up and we fight the battle with ourselves right? With our lower selves to give up or to become angry or bitter or despaired or with addicted, whatever. And um, to do that in the age and the time and in the place that you live, um, it's not too dissimilar from the place where I live apart from the climate. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not easy. And um, it takes a lot of reinforcement and having clients and friends like you in my life who do that um, it really, it, it, we, we don't do enough celebrating of that. So here I am to celebrate it. And thanks so much for having me on the show. Mm, I appreciate that. Well, how's that for a way to end a very practical love fest? Like, that's just good. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know how you don't appreciate uh, so much of what we've said. Again, not because I've said it, but because of so much of what Paul has shared. Um, hopefully that inspires you just to, to think a little bit more deeply about how you're going to communicate with your intended audience, how you're thinking about building a business, a career for yourself, whatever. Um, so, uh, Paul, maybe just the one or two best ways that people can get a hold of you and then I'll drop everything into the show notes so people can click through, but I have a, a website, the Paul S as in Simon Edwards.com, the Paul S Edwards.com. 
if you want to see specifically uh, testimonials and what it's all about uh, for ghostwriting, that's thepaulsedwards.com forward slash work with Paul. Um, also, you can reach out to me on social media, the Paul S. Edwards, same thing, uh, every handle. Uh, that's where you can find me. Good. All right, buddy. Well, thank you again so much. Really appreciate it. I'm sure this will not be the last time that we do one of these. Uh, and uh, there's a lot more work to do. So I guess we better get back to it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ryan, for having me on the show. It's been great. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of The Excellence. No, not that. Look at that. I may have to edit. Flashback. I'm not even going to edit it out. I'm not even going to edit it out because I'm going to let you hear me make such a significant mistake after like 60 episodes of Authentic Conversations, the rebranded podcast. <laughs> That's you good know what that it I was? It's the, it's the flashback because the last time I came on the show, it was still The Excellence Mindset Podcast. It so. was. Oh, gosh. That's good. Well, on that note, feedback, thoughts, concerns, questions. Maybe you're worried about whether my brain's working or not. Feel free to reach out to Paul. If you got anything for him, reach out to me. I always love to hear from you. Until next time, make sure that you do whatever you can to live the life that you have been called to live. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.